Hello, my name is Scott Bradley, and this is Scott Scott Podcast, and I'm joined by John James. John James, how are we? I'm good, how are you? I'm very well. So, on this week's episode, we will be doing a review of the SPFL season, and we will be discussing the weekend results, and much, much more on this week's episode. So, we're going to kick this week's episode off by talking about Celtic. They beat Hearts 2-0, they went the season unbeaten. John James, what a remarkable achievement that is. It's, well, it's a result we've, we've got used to. We could dream that Hearts would end it, but realistically that was never going to happen. Celtic were always going to achieve it. But I didn't see that coming at the I start don't, of the season. Think, yeah, nobody, I don't think anybody did. Nobody thought Celtic would be able to go this season unbeaten, and they have done it. And full credit to the Celtic team, full credit to Brendan Rodgers. Celtic played some great stuff this season, and going the season unbeaten is... It's a great achievement. It's unbelievable. And next season, John James, will they be able to do it again? I don't think they can. I, I don't think we'll see... I don't, I don't think a team's going to go and beat in Scotland for... Two seasons a in good, a row. A good yeah. while yeah. this. There's no way Celtic can do it two seasons in a if row. If they've done it two seasons in a row, I'd be willing to put on some sort of wager because I don't see them doing it again but Neither do you can't take it away because that's kind of taken away the achievement but yes but on the game though it was a very comfortable uh, performance so it was Patrick Roberts was outstanding yet again I mean Hearts have to actually for once be praised that they actually kept the result at 2-0 that's how bad the standards <laughs> have got at Hearts like Oberle Parkhead by 2-0 defeat no? I mean it's not even just Hearts I think every team goes to Parkhead and they're like right let's just not Come on, Rangers left Parkhead by a draw. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Rangers were going there not like, let's just not get beat 5-1 again. I think yeah. most teams are going there not wanting to get beat by a ridiculous scoring. The top sides in the league have went there and got hammered, so imagine how... Team, like, Partick went and drew. I mean, yeah, no, see when you, I think Hearts will consider how bad they've been. They've only won five games since Ian, Ca- Ian Caffro took over. Not so like, I think not won a game in this point. yeah. So I think that their whole mindset was okay. Let's not get a a doing here. Mm. And they, I had, think, they had no intention. Yeah, I think Ian Caffrell would have been happy with okay. I'll accept a two 0 defeat. And that just shows I mean, you how support, bad the standards are. I think the Hearts supporters were kind of willing to accept it as well. Yeah. So the, on the news today, um, Hearts have signed Christoph Berra, and Ian Caffrell has made Christoph Berra the Hearts captain. Good signing, John James. Do you agree with it's, that? It's it's a start if you're a Hearts fan. They've got a captain now, they've got a leader, and well, they're still going to add more because they've obviously released six, six or eight. I think it's six. Well, they've released six. six players, so bringing in one isn't exactly... I thought, no, sorry, uh, it was eight, it was actually eight. eight. Yeah. Well, and they've let some first-team players go. Obviously, they're only on six-month contracts, but Ben is a good start. Yeah, build, build a, You can build a spine of a team from him. Because in that Hearts team, before Ben came in, there was no leaders... There wasn't. There was lots of players, but no character. Mm. They were very spineless, gutless. They've but Christoph Berra coming in is a good uh, good signing. Sorry, it's, it's a very good signing, and putting the, the armband on him is a good a, decision. They've not had a captain like figure since Ozturk left, and even that Ozturk wasn't captain before he left. But he was their last captain I can remember that actually led the team. Yeah, but, it makes sense. But Berra should do a good job. Yeah, uh, Christoph Berra is a, a very capable defender, mm. bags of experience, and it's a good a good signing for Hearts. Yep. And Celtic, will they be able to keep a hold of Rodgers? Eh, no, Rodgers. Eh, Roberts, sorry. I don't see them getting Ro- eh, Roberts back unless they're paying a ridiculous fee. But Yeah, the only way I can see Patrick Roberts returning to Celtic is if City are being extremely generous, mm. which I highly doubt. I think they'll want to well, 
potentially actually keep him and see how well he can progress as a player he's a develop. Le- he's a legitimate £11 million, £12 million pound man. I don't see Lobel giving Rodgers that kind of money to spend on one player. I do not see that. I could, I, I could see Celtic spending that much for the yeah. Champions League, but not on one player. I can not, maybe not see on them, a player they've already had. I can well. actually see them spending £11 million pound overall in the transfer in the, yeah. Jan- in the, sorry, the summer window, but I cannot see them spending £11 million pound on an individual player I do not see that happening I imagine the message that sends out to the other teams in the league if Roberts has signed for that fee and that's one player it's, it's just, very deflating it just, isn't it even, even if all the other teams went out and signed 8, 9, 10 players they probably they would get nowhere near spending that amount of money because I think Celtic's whole mindset well Peter Lowell's objective is yeah. obviously to win the league just qualify to the group stage and everything else is just a bonus Yep. and I don't see Lowell giving Rogers that kind of money to spend on like a player like Patrick Roberts. Yeah. Do you think they'll be able to get him on like a loan another like another loan deal? I think they'd be. They might get him back on loan, but it depends what City see see him as next. Or maybe season. City will want to loan him out to like a top Championship side, yeah. perhaps, or another Premier uh, Premier League team. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some Premier League teams that will want to like have Roberts on their team. There's I a good chance I, of that. I think he could. I think he could easily play in the Premier League for yeah, a side. Like Bournemouth um, or Burnley, I think those kind of clubs will be looking at Roberts, saying, "Okay, I would." What Celtic have that those sides don't know is we they'll be in the Champions League next season, so they have that to offer. But obviously, it's not Roberts's. How well do you think Celtic, if Celtic are able to qualify to the group stage next year, how well do you think they'll do? It well, obviously depends who they sign and what group they get. Because I, I mean. If they, if they spend money I think they could easily get out of the group stage because they've already got a decent team as it is and if they add to it with the money but they didn't win a game in their group this season it's a very tough group though Dan Bush and Gladby I thought, even Celtic fans were saying yeah we so can beat them they, they should have beat them they, they, I think they got a draw in Germany was it? yeah I think they got a draw in Germany but they couldn't beat them though they I beat think, Celtic comfortably at Parkhead and I think if they make a few additions to this already solid side then I think they could easily get out of the group stages in the Champions League but depends who they get as well if they get a, a favourable group mm. for them, I think there is a chance. But if they get who they sign, yeah. But like you see, when I seen that group this season, all Celtic fans were saying, "Yeah, we're at least finished third," and they didn't. They didn't even win a game. Mm. And they were saying, "Oh, Celtic fans were saying, oh, we got a draw at Man City at Parkhead. Yeah, good result." Then so we drew with them in Etihad. But look who they, look at the side Man City had out. It was a very I wouldn't say a poor side, but it was a very weakened Man City side. It was effectively their B team mm. that they had out there. But it's going to be interesting to see what they can do. Yep. So, Aberdeen beat Partick Thistle 6-0. Yep. Very convincingly at Fort Hill. Mm-hmm. John James, what do you make of that? A very dominant Aberdeen performance. It's it's good signs going into the cup final. Yes, it's, it's, they they've Aberdeen have picked up wins at Ibrox and now obviously ended the season very comfortably at Partick Thistle. So, picked up no injuries. Got to, we got to showcase... Uh, one of our youth products in Scott Wright who undoubtedly will play a part next season based on his hat-trick that he's got in that game but it was just important to get through it with no injuries put a decent performance in and we got more than a decent performance So, but Partick on the other hand it's been a disaster to speak for them 11 goals 11 goals have conceded yeah it's not at home as well yeah and they've not won a game since the split has happened I think it's not not very good for Alan Archwell but the fans are the, the fans are yeah. happy to get there, and it's yeah, that's it. That's what I say. But they've, as you said, the fans are happy to get there. They've made the top six. Realistically, though, but it's not the best way to end the season. They're going to need to finish in the top six, probably 
maybe two two years in a row before they can actually start to build a team that can compete with these teams. Like they're competing well with teams below them. So that's why I think Ross County finished with more points than them. So yeah. they're they're doing they do well against the bottom sides, but against the top sides they don't quite have that quality to take it up against them yet, as shown in the last couple of results they've got. Yep. But so Partick Thistle next season, do you actually think they can push on here and bring in some decent players in the summer? I, I, I said it before, if they can keep the players they've got and add to it, there's no reason. What about Kiwi? He's been a solid addition to the Thistle mm. team. Do you think he'll be there next season? I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what the ins and outs of his contract is. I don't even know what club, what club is he on loan from. I think it's. Oh, it's going to annoy me. It's some team championship. Obviously, it depends if he's going to be used by them next season, if he's going to get loaned out elsewhere or be used in the first team. I think but it might be Fulham, I'm not too sure. I think Thistle would do well to get him back, but. Yeah, definitely. Because obviously, they need to keep Liam Lindsay as well. Liam Lindsay's obviously been. Yeah, he's had a great season. Highly touted for elsewhere, but they need to keep their top players. Yeah. And then Alan Archibald, as we said previously in the pod, it's I think it's pretty vital that Thistle keep a hold of him. Mm-hmm. Because he's done he's got a, project. a very he's obviously got a solid project job. And they've obviously took that project to the next level by getting into the top six. And the new training ground as well. And don't know how far they can go. Don't know where his ambition is. Maybe he wants to be the next St. Johnson. So. <laughs> but I've been seeing people saying part of it for Europe next season. But they'd be doing it very well. No, that's not happening. With a team. That is a, not happening. With a team elite. When Hibs are there, Hearts are there, Rangers, Aberdeen. And they'd be doing no. it very well to finish in the top four. But I don't see that happening. But. Top six isn't out of the question, but obviously more than likely next year it'll be them and St Johnson that are going to be competing with that for that last top six spot. And so that kind of result beating Thistle six 0 away from home for Hill that gives it. I think I feel as though that gives Aberdeen team confidence yeah. going into the Scottish Cup final because that is a fantastic result. But beating a team six 0 was still a great result mm-hmm. regardless. Four 0 up, up against four 0 up after twenty six minutes. Exactly. So. Of course, gives the Aberdeen team confidence going into it. Who, who did you, who in that game there? Who would you say stood out the most? Who do you just had the best game? Probably Scott Wright. Obviously, because you can't deny his hat trick. So, I'd probably say Scott Wright stole the show. But Ryan Christie also had another, think Wright another feature? solid game. Do you think uh, Wright would feature in the Scottish Cup final? I don't think he's going to start because obviously no. Niall McGinn was rested for that game, and that's why Scott Scott Wright was in the in the squad. I think he might come on as a sub because he has staked the claim to be in the, in the side and I think he's shown he's got quality. What about Ryan Jack? Ryan Jack he's been in the media Ryan over Jack, the week or Ryan last Jack, week or so. Ryan Jack won't start. And Would you bring him on? I'd Do you think he's in the right, he's got the right mindset? Do you think he's heads in the right place right now? It's, a, it's a cup final against Celtic. I think, I think it will be. I think that's what McInnes will be looking at over the course of the week because I think Alden have put in two very good performances with Ryan Jack not in the squad. So... Can you justify putting them straight back into a team that's already winning and playing well? So what do you make of that then? Graham Shinney, the new Aberdeen captain, Ryan Jack, stripped of the armband? I think, I think it's, I think it's a, the right decision. I think ultimately Ryan Jack's not going to be at Aberdeen next season. Graham Shinney is. He's already the, the vice-captain. Now he's the captain. He will be captain next year, so I think it was the right decision. I think the player that's going to be here next year should captain this Here's season. a question, right? Just say Shinney somehow gets injured right before the final. Who would you make the captain? Would you make give the armband back to Ryan Jack? No, I think I, think, I can't remember who it is. Uh, no, it's uh, Andy, Andy Constantine. He's the he at Furhill when uh, well, it was Kenny McLean obviously started as captain because well actually I don't know it might be Kenny McLean. Kenny McLean started as captain against Thistle when obviously Shinny and Jack weren't in the team, uh, and then it was when I can't remember what happened, but Constantine had it at one point during that game. And Jack never got given it when he came on, so I don't... The thing I find quite interesting, though, is that you were saying to me earlier on, you think O'Connor's going to start? I think he's going to start. 
but and Ryan Jack's gonna be on the bench. Me personally, I think Ryan Jack's a much better player than O'Connor. So would you not want to have your better players on the pitch? No, because I think the way Aberdeen are going to need to play against Celtic is quick, and they're going to, need to move the ball very quickly. And I think Ryan Jack is a good passer of the ball, but he slows down the move. And I think you saw that at Fur Hill as well. We were four 0 up, five 0 up at half time. Ryan Jack comes on at half time, and the gate, the pace is slowed right down, and we only get another goal after it. But uh, I think it's right to keep the players that were playing well in the last two games in the squad. So Rangers ended their dismal league campaign with a win over St Johnston, and I said in the pod previously that St Johnston would beat uh, Rangers two <laughs> one, and overall it was uh, end of season game. Um, Rangers well, were not great. Rangers won the game. Um, Good cross for Rangers first goal, good cross from Mycon and Miller to finish well. Um, Tavenier uh, had like done well to assist Terrell for uh, our second goal. And it just shows you, further back to my point, Tavenier going forward is fantastic. He's not a right back and see his contribution for our second goal just further proves my point why he should be a winger. Because going forward, he has all the right attributes going forward and he should be a winger, in my opinion. I think you would agree with that. And I think Tavenier going forward is one of the best guys in the country. I mean, he's, just, he's a fantastic dribbler and going forward, he's just he's brilliant. But, <coughs> pardon me. But overall, it's a very... Uh, wasn't both a great, wasn't, wasn't a great game. Both teams have secured, secured the European football for yeah, it, it was not. Yeah, it was not a great game. Not much to play for. Rangers, it was nice that we ended the season good, by winning. It was a good win, obviously, to sign, <coughs> off, to sign off with the three points, but I think Rangers fans weren't really concerned anyway. I don't think St. Johnson fans were really concerned. Both teams no. weren't going to move up or down, so... It was, uh, if I'm being honest, me personally, as a Rangers fan, I'm just happy the league campaign is now over because it's been horrible. It, the game, as I just said, it was uh, it was pretty... It was pretty poor, but I'm just happy to see the back of the majority of these Rangers players. Because um, we'll, well get into it later on, but the majority of some of the players we spoke about, um, O'Halloran, Halliday, Forrester, etc. We'll speak about this later on in the podcast when we're doing a review, but I think they won't be at Ibrox next season. Um, Cassini at the end of the game was celebrating the Rangers fans, I didn't see any issue with that. It was just, that's what you want. You want your manager and your players to engage with the fans more nowadays, because that's something in modern football you really see nowadays. The, the players and the managers engaging with the fans you want to see more of that I think you agree don't you yep so yeah it was pretty pure game Rangers ended the season by a win and overall I thought Rangers were the better team but there was really not much to play for mm. so so here comes a big one <laughs> the game the big one the game everyone's been waiting to here speak about Ross County <laughs> come on the Kelly boys will end the season by a win Ross County they've not lost a game in the split well their streak well, the streak get broken. The streak lives on. The streak lived on. It does. It, 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 it was like it lived on. That's it. It was, it was see, see as much as obviously we were slightly poking fun at the game. It wasn't the worst game in the weekend. It wasn't. It I wasn't. Mean, I mean, we've seen... We've well, seen we need to score. Ross County oh, beat Kilmarnock 2-1. It wasn't the worst game. I mean, both teams... I was saying, obviously, it was an end-of-season game. Both teams safe. Had relatively decent campaigns after the split. I think... I think actually served up quite a decent game. There was quite a lot of chances and. Obviously, Liam Boyce comes up with the winner with the wee dink, dink over the keeper. Can't remember that, it's 23rd, 24th, 20, well, 23rd or 4th goal of the season. So, he takes the goal, uh, top goal scorer award. As he should, he's been fantastic, pardon me, he's been fantastic all season. 
Um, but yeah, it, was, it wasn't a bad game overall. A lot of people were really crapping on this game, saying it's going to be, uh, it's nothing to play for, who cares? And it was at the end. that a pretty decent You've game. You've seen it at the end uh, when one of the reporters were asking Lee McCulloch, you know, they didn't even talk about the game, they were like, so when are you getting the job? That was the first question. It wasn't even about the game. Just like talking about Lee McCulloch getting the job. Lee McCulloch didn't wasn't bothered because what did he say? I haven't actually seen that. I said uh, he said well I can't remember the name of the Kelly director, but he says he's going to sit down with the Kelly board and to Johnson. Uh, no, he's left. Oh no, Johnson. Sorry, that's right. Um, I can't remember his name. I can't remember the. the, the it's a long time coming, Michael Johnson leaving. Uh, yeah. that's, I think that's what they were saying. That's that kind of made me think that that's why he hadn't been given the job yet because they knew that he was going to be leaving and they just wanted everything in place before, I mean, he got the, uh, before he got officially given the job on a full-time basis. I think, I think it would be pretty stupid if they didn't appoint him. And he's going to get the job, he's not, they're not... Yeah, they're not stupid. If they don't appoint Lee McCulloch, if they do not appoint Lee McCulloch as manager, quite frankly, they know nothing about football, honestly. The guy deserves it, he's done a really good job, he's kept Kamarnock up, so he deserves it. I think Kamarnock could really build... Mm. Uh, they can, the team can really build on and push on if they have Lee McCulloch at the helm uh, and then obviously to Ross County Ross County have finished the season earning 13 points out of a possible 15 yep. after the split uh, finished with more points in Partick Thistle as well <laughs> solid end of the season yep absolutely they, they can't ask for much more from McCulloch kept, Ross County yeah. they kept winning only draw came against Dundee so yeah. it's a solid end of the season for Jim McIntyre uh, and if obviously in the review we'll talk about the the players but if they can keep that squad then do you think they'll be able to keep a hold on Liam Boyce? I don't think they will yeah, they'll no, struggle to keep a hold on I don't think they're going to keep him how much do you think what do you think the asking price will be for Liam I, Boyce? I, I think Ross County aren't stupid and I think Ross County will know that they can get over because people pay for goal scorers and he's a goal scorer so I think I think you'd be looking at at least over over half a million at least over that I, mean, I would say um, maybe 600k It'd probably be fair. I don't think, Ross, be, County, I don't think Ross County are going to sell him. I think, see, for a club like Ross County, that'll be good business. Anything, be. For, well, they didn't pay anything for him, so. Yeah. But good well, profit. They want to keep him. You, you want to keep your better players. But. Yeah, of course, yeah, but he's going to, he's also going to move on eventually, mm. and I think it'll be sooner rather than later. So, moving on. Hamilton beat Dundee 4 0. Scott Bradley was right. <laughs> Inverness down. Hamilton finishing the playoffs. You need to start listening to me more, John James. You need to start listening to me. But yeah, what a fantastic performance for from Hamilton. Where was this kind of performance earlier on this season? Well, if you'd have said if you'd have put a bet on that Hamilton were going to beat Dundee four 0 I imagine you would have got a decent payout from that. Oh yeah. But I think as much as Hamilton were great, and I'm not taking that away from them, Dundee were so poor. Oh yeah. Dundee looked Dundee looked the same Dundee side under Paul Hartley. previous yep. before Neil McCann gets in the door. But. Dundee never turned up didn't need to really turn up Hamilton looked more hungry they looked very determined they were and more Templeton had a decent game as well Templeton was outstanding see when I was watching Templeton play all these wee tricks the way he was getting past players and the way he was dribbling with the ball I was real impressed I felt as though I was watching the Templeton of old the Templeton from Hearts it just it seemed like all of Hamilton's key players were playing well Ali Crawford had a decent game Templeton had a decent game scored some good goals uh, Scondras pulls out a strike that most strikers in English football as well as Scottish football would be yeah. proud of. But yeah, it was a very dominant performance from Hamilton. I was impressed. So what do you think in the playoff final, Hamilton versus Dundee United? Do you think, where do you see that one going? I still think Dundee United will edge that. I mean, I, I don't know why. I just My money's on Hamilton. 
I think Dun United aren't a great side and on the playoff semi-final there against Falkirk Dundee United did not deserve to go through. Falkirk were the better team throughout that it whole game. It doesn't matter. How I know. Much. I know it doesn't matter, but Falkirk were the better team throughout that whole game, and I really did feel for Falkirk because they deserved it. And my money is on Hamilton to beat Dundee United and to stay up. Because I mean, I've said before in the pod, if Dundee United come up this season, they will struggle. They will struggle to adapt because no, I, I don't think, think their I squad think, is great. I don't. I think any any of those two teams that either stay in the league or come up. Yeah, of course. They both struggle. So, but I'd rather. I mean, I'd rather have Dundee United in the league. I mean. Scottish football having Dundee United Hibs Hearts Aberdeen Oh you're going to upset the Athies fans here That's a strong league and obviously Celtic as well Come on you like your derby nah. <laughs> What's more important like your derby or the Dundee derby What would you rather see me personally like your Lancashire derby <laughs> But Dundee uh, I mean, Neil McCann was raging after the game Oh yeah he was Did That's a good like question Do you think you will be there next season? I felt as though he left a wee tease Saying right, that's job done But I'm really not happy with that performance See I see when he said that I was like well Is your job done? Is it because Fair enough you what he does. His whole job was, was just to keep them up That was the whole objective But Dundee should not be a club That's just looking to survive Like I wouldn't say it's job done And taken Dundee Dundee should be higher up the table the, the wages they pay I think Dundee are the fifth highest paying club So Dundee should not be sitting in the position they're sitting in. So I don't know if I think his job is done. I mean, if if he does stay, the job has still got to be taken. I think it's up to Neil McCann. I think the Dundee board will want him to stay on, but it's really just down to him. Mm. So that's not a bad position to be in for Neil McCann. And who knows, he might just want to take a wee... I don't know, he's not been in football <laughs> long, but he might want to just go back, take a wee break, and it's go back to... stressful being assistant manager. Go back manager. to being a Skype pundit. It's stressful being an assistant manager at Dunfermline and <laughs> manager at Dundee. No, but I think he'll be thinking, right, I've, I've done my job, I want to go back to Sky yeah. and then see what other jobs mm-hmm. become available or whatever, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with Dundee and Neil McCann. So, Inverness are down. Mm-hmm. But they did beat Motherwell 3-2 and Inverness had a pretty strong showing against a Motherwell side who just did not look interested whatsoever. Um, John James, what do you make of Inverness this season as a whole? I don't think the game really matters. I mean, I mean they've done well in the sense of they won the game and they've won three but, out of, but they've won three out of five in the, play, in the bottom six as well. But when you look at the season as a whole, it's been a different campaign. Been, no, they should not have been in that position. No, they're in. not. But I think they showed a, a, a lot of spirit in, in the, the running but... Realistically, if they'd have showed that spirit halfway through, even even a quarter of the way through the season, they would have probably accumulated enough points to be nowhere near the yeah. position they were in. Yeah, they surely got rid of Richie Foran much earlier on in the season, and Richie Foran right now is blaming everyone but himself. He should be taking full oh, responsibility. I, I, I'm, I'm going to say that I right here. Right, I think Richie Foran should be taking full responsibility for how bad Amanes have been this season. He's failed to get the best out of certain players in the squad, like Mackay, etc., and obviously Tansy and Mulraney. Some real and obviously Fisher, some real decent players in there. Inverness should not be going down this season whatsoever. Um, Richie Farnham was Richie Farnham, sorry, was given the job far too early. I feel as though um, Inverness should get rid of him. Um, Richie Farnham should not be in charge next season. Richie Farnham should go out and be an assistant or be part of a coaching staff, work his way up and get the experience he needs to become a proper football manager because right now the guy's not ready and the Inverness board would be absolutely stupid to keep him on next season I, know, I think if, if Inverness could keep I mean, obviously they're going to lose a few players if they can keep the bulk of that squad I think they'll come straight back up I mean the, the squad's strong enough that they could come straight back up if, if they've got Richie Fawn in charge they won't the, I, moment, I, I the guy's not ready to be a football manager 
think I think I think he could cope in the championship because I think he's had the season in the Premiership, which was a baptism of fire. And I think you could deal with it in the championship because realistically, Dun- if Dundee United the guy's not ready though, if he's Dundee, not. If Dun- well, you can, uh, you he, he's got to start somewhere. Yeah, but he started this season. And, uh, but but he, started he started this season. He got relegated. He's had a poor season. That's not that's what, his first season. I reckon. But that's not worth it for him to keep him. That's not. That's not enough for him to take the club into the championship. It's well, not. I think there was more underlying issues than just. Richie but the thing is, he's not taking any blame. Well, I think he's not putting any blame on himself. I think he has taken. He keeps going about few bad apples. Well, and 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 he has to look at himself. In his match reports, he's been saying that he's he that he does he has to look at himself because of the match tactics that he's picked isn't right. But then I think he's also right in saying some of the players aren't turning up. But he's also did he has taken some of the blame in saying that he did not play the right tactics. But at the end of the day, the manager can only do so much. The players have got to the go bus out. stops on the manager. The player, though. the player has the players have got to go out and perform. If they're not going out and performing, then well, the manager can't be on the but, pitch. But then again, though, Foreigners are obviously not getting the best out of them. I would agree he's not got the best out of them, but I don't think... I don't, like, I don't, I don't even think Inverness had to play spectacular to stay up. Because that's it, right? When you look at the team, right? is that Inverness squad good enough for the top six? No. Honestly, no. Are they good enough to stay in the SPFL? Yes, they are. And Foreign needs to take, in my personal opinion, he needs to take full blame because he's failed to get the best out of these players and I think it'll be absolutely criminal if he takes that club uh, into the Championship next season. And who, but I think he, I think the likely scenario is he'll be gone. And who do you think will replace him? I don't think he's going to be replaced. No, no, if he, uh, if, no. He go, if he goes, I think Morris Malpass might. might I think just, that'll be a reason. Might just take a side step into the job, but I think he's, I think he's going to take them into the championship. And that'll be. But a, obviously, we've seen the. That'll be a bad move. We've seen the coming days. That'll be a bad move from them in this ball. That, as I just said, but it'll be, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen over the next few weeks. But uh, was it uh, the Muggle manager was not amused with? He was not the fans at the end of the game. Yep. Slating their celebrations for the second goal. Even the first goal. Even the first goal as well. Accepting, accepting defeat, and maybe that's why they're in the snat situation, the place they're in, and why they're not up the table. I think I think that's quite harsh. I think it's harsh. I think the Motherwell fans were entitled to enjoy their. It was ultimately a nothing game. But when you look at it, right, Motherwell finished second like three seasons ago, three mm. or four seasons ago, right, and now I think they finished. How many finished this season? Like ninth. Uh, I think it's ninth. Yeah. But ninth right and now they're celebrating uh, they're, 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 they were getting beat I think 3-1 mm. uh, they, were getting, uh, they were getting beat 3-0 at one point and then they get the pillar go back 3-1 and they're celebrating a goal against the team I that's think, been relegated I think, the Come point, on. I think the Muddle fans were thinking we've endured a season of Mark McGee uh, give, us, give us some we can have a little bit against of a the, against the bottom side though the team that's it was, a nothing, it was a nothing I know, but and they're celebrating, right, they're getting beat three and off the team that's bottom of the league, then score a goal, and they're like, yay, we scored a goal against the team that's been off all season, and they're being relegated. I think it Come was on, more, I think, it, I think it was more just enjoying their day out, and the fact that they, they knew, even if they won, it wasn't going to do anything for them, if they lost, it wasn't going to do anything for them, so. What do you think, think Robert's going to be there next season? Uh, probably, yeah. More than likely, yeah, more than likely. But, so do you think Motherwell can push on? Well, they've got to because I, I think everyone around them is going to improve. Top six? No, not top six. No. Yeah, I don't see that happening at all. And it's, I mean, it's just, they're in dire straits right now. They're in absolute dire straits. But then you look at the other side, the other team in the Highlands, yep. Ross County, are absolutely flying. They're doing well. Mm-hmm. And it's just not a good time to be an Inverness fan right now. So let's do our end of season review. We're going to start off with Celtic. Mm-hmm. Um, Celtic, uh, terrific season. Finished, nope. with, finished with no losses and a points tally of 106. That's fantastic. I don't, I don't no, think that's you, can that is, you can't deny that. That is absolutely brilliant. It is. 
it's fantastic. Um, Celtic, they won the League Cup, mm-hmm. they beat Aberdeen 3 0 in the, the final. Um, they're undefeated in Old Farm Derbies this season. And they're obviously still got the treble to play for with the yes, Scottish Cup. The one. Scottish Cup final uh, this weekend against Aberdeen. Um, so they can do they can go the season unbeaten and do a treble. What a start for Rogers mm-hmm. it's been. What a first season. It could it could not have went any better. But do you feel as though if they don't get the treble, I've spoke to numerous Celtic fans about this, and they've said if they don't get the treble, that would put a wee dent in their season. It's, it's hard to say. Well, I, I, I raised that point to somewhere else. Uh, that if Celtic don't get the treble, having had such a dominant season, is it is it a failure? Is the season a failure? I wouldn't say it's a failure, but it'll be, it'll leave a sour taste. Mm. In Celtic fans' mouths and the Celtic team, like it would, it would raise a question of how good do you actually need to be to get a treble if you don't, if you couldn't get it this season. But obviously, I'm not gonna say that they will, they'll get a treble because I'm hoping we're gonna spoil that party. But I think if they did, if they did go on to get the Scottish Cup, then I don't think anyone could deny Celtic the and look the at the players they brought in, like Musa Dembele. For five hundred thousand, he's just turned out to be a fantastic mm-hmm. player. The guy's not worth forty million. He's not worth thirty million. That is utter nonsense. I would say Dembele's worth at most fifteen million pounds. <laughs> and Celtic fans saying that he's worth forty, uh, they don't have a clue what they're talking about by saying that. Um, Scott Sinclair has been fantastic uh, for Celtic. I feel as though he is the the best player in Scotland. And I feel as though there's no Mr Dembele without Scott Sinclair. Mm-hmm. Um, Rogers has brought out the best in some of their players this season, especially James Forrest and Scott Brown. Lots of fans last year were saying Scott Brown's done. He's that side, get rid of him. And this season, Scott Brown has been terrific. Player of the year? Absolutely not. But, yeah, he's been great. Can't deny that. And next season, I think Celtic are just they're only going to push on. But the question is, will they be able to keep a hold of Rogers? I've just say... Uh, mm-hmm. A decent team in the Premier League come in for them. Do you think he might want to go back down south? It's it's a decent question. I don't I don't I don't think he'd be attracted by. I think it would need to be a big or not well not not like a massive club, but it would need to be a team that have some sort of appeal. Like Sundowned isn't going to go to Sundowned. I I think it has to be a decent a decent Premiership side that he can build. A top ten side, I think. I feel I feel yeah. so yeah. I don't. I don't think he'd go back to a team like no disrespect to Swansea, but I don't think he'd go back to a team like Swansea. I don't think. I think his his profile is bigger than that now. But let's see what he, if if he's still at Celtic, what he can do next season. Yeah. So Aberdeen. Yeah. Um, finished second this season. Um, got that. Achi- achieved. Their they made the League Cup final. And the Scottish Cup final. And achieved the record points total for a side out. Oh, you were desperate. You were desperate to get that in there. So I was saying, League Cup final, you're like, oh, oh, well, they've achieved their record points total. <laughs> it's a season where Aberdeen, realistically, if we hadn't kept the encounter in Celtic at every turn, obviously we've still got the Scottish Cup to play for, so we could still take that off them, but Aberdeen have just, every way they've turned, Celtic have been that stumbling block in front of them. Like Aberdeen have had, Aberdeen have had a good season, and any other season now that people would be talking about how Aberdeen have, maybe like last season, this Aberdeen side would have been a lot closer to Celtic. But because of how great Celtic have been, it's kind of overshadowed how good Aberdeen have been. But obviously Aberdeen have still got the chance to end the season. And Johnny Hayes has had his best season uh, since signing for Aberdeen. He's been terrific. I think there's been several players in the Aberdeen squad that have been phenomenal this season. I think they've been consistently great as well, like Hayes, McLean, Shinny, all those, Lewis, all those players have been having another, oh, had a standout seasons. But then they've still got they've still got the final game in the Scottish Cup to achieve more. So 
Let's see how that goes. So you, you would say this has been dead kind of spare season without doubt? Well, statistically it is, yeah. so. And it's it's madness that this could be statistically his best season and he might not even win a trophy. And with Rangers in the league as well, that is a pretty mm. good achievement to finish. I mean, this, this season was this season was our was McInnes and Aberdeen proving that it was wrong that Aberdeen could do it with Rangers in the league and they did ultimately have a very Will they do it next season though? Ultimately, it will be something you see the summer. Summer's going to be interesting, but I, I, I'm looking forward to next season. I think Aberdeen, if Aberdeen can build upon this season, Rangers are going to improve, Hearts are probably going to improve. Perhaps as well. We'll see We'll see how that top six plays out. But on to Rangers. I'm sure you're, you're looking forward to that one. Um, Rangers this season, a lot of people have been saying it's been an average season. I absolutely disagree. It's been a horrible season. Um, with the budget we've got, the resources we've got, we should not be finishing third. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll start off with this season at the start. Lots of, lots of optimism. Signings were making Joey Barton, Nico Cancher, Joey Gardner for £1.8 million. Like Rangers fans were optimistic, excited about the upcoming campaign. Um, we weren't. I don't know. Well, me personally, I was not saying we're going to win the league. I thought, right, if you finish second in a cup, I'll be over the moon with that. And then obviously none of that happened. Um, Mark Warburton um, came under a lot of fire, so he did. And Mark and the thing I felt was the cost Warburton his job was his stubbornness to change the system up. He made very poor signings in the summer. Not one signing has worked out. Um, so it's been it was really poor and if Warburton just changed up his system and stopped being so stubborn who knows he might be still Rangers manager mm-hmm. might still be here who knows but then Warburton left or not left or left or sacked whoever like, depends who you talk to um, so Warburton went down to Nottingham Forest right before he went down I was a big defender of Warburton as, as you know and I was defending him when lots of Rangers it was when we got beat 4-1 at Tynecastle he was getting slaughtered Rangers fans are saying get rid of Warburton right now and I was like okay right who do you bring in though and I was just, I was sticking up for him but then the thing came out the leak the thing I mean not in Forest I got leaked out and then my opinion totally changed on Warburton the stuff he was saying oh, I'm just Rangers are just a stepping stone and all that utter nonsense and in the fact that right before that Green Up Morton game he went on the press conference and he lied to the media mm-hmm. lied to Rangers fans by saying he got asked a question why I was down in England he was like I was down in England uh, seen a coach about a player we might be signing that was it but really he was down in England to mm-hmm. uh, speak to Nottingham Forest board ultimately what Rangers problem was when Rangers couldn't get a consistent run no we couldn't that was the thing that really hindered us that's this what season. separated that's, that, obviously we're talking about the separation between Celtic and the rest but that's what separated Rangers and Aberdeen the Aberdeen could consistently grind out results and Rangers sometimes would slump to a wee draw here and there Yeah. and that ultimately hindered them when it came to and when we signed Joey Barton, I thought, I thought this is one of the big talking points of this whole campaign in, in general. Um, we signed Joey Barton, that was obviously a marquee signing. Um, Warburton failed to get the best out of him. Um, Warburton played in a system which he could not like, adapt to whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And the whole Joey Barton scenario was handled horribly because he obviously had a bust up with Halliday and Warburton, right? But that was right after the 5-1 game. Yep. What's, you want players to be at each other's throats in each other's faces saying that is unacceptable. We should not be getting beat off our greatest rivals 5-1 at Parkhead. That shouldn't be on. Then, obviously, you hear various reports of what was actually said. But Warburton could not handle him. Mm-hmm. Handle a character like Joey Barton, and I felt as though Joey Barton got an absolute raw deal at Rangers. He he definitely did, and I feel I feel as though Joey Barton could have been a top player for us, but Warburton just handled Rangers and Mark Warburton handled the whole situation horribly. Mm-hmm. And Graham Murray came in, tried his best. We showed a lot of fight under Murray. Got a, a point at Parkhead, and that was a terrific performance. That was the most fight we've showed this season, and I was impressed with that. Then Casino obviously came in. 
and Jacinio's not really impressed me so far. But as I've said in the pod previously, I'm willing to give Jacinio the benefit of the doubt. Um, we've not had one really good performance under Jacinio. Um, obviously, his, his biggest result was beating Aberdeen 3 0 at Pataudry, but we were not great throughout that game. I feel as though we mugged Aberdeen that, that day, so we did. It was a freak 20 minutes. But in the summer, it's going to be really interesting. Um, King has came out and said he's going to, that all the season ticket money is going to go towards uh, the playing staff and towards sending new players. So hopefully, Cassini gets back with a good amount of money because we need it badly. And some of the players that have been rumoured to be leaving is Andy Haldy, Forrester, O'Halloran, Kiernan, um, who's the other ones? I'm trying to think of the other ones. There's a, there's a, there's a host of players. Um, oh, name, the names escape me, but there's the number of players that are meant to be going mm. in the summer. And well, obviously, the loanies will be going, well, Terrell's certainly going to be gone. Yep. And like, so next season, it's going to be interesting to see our lineup. But the, the players I just mentioned, I think, will be gone. Um, Forrester, from what I've been told, is uh, Kishina said to him, go find a new club. Haldy um, has been poor. This season, but last season we played some really good football, but this season we failed to really build on that. What's like we've really struggled this season, and some of the players that played really well in the championship have done really poor this season. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy Tavernier's going to be staying. I, I still feel as though I know many Rangers fans, Rangers fans will disagree with me here. I still think Wycon has something to offer. Um, Andy Haldy's obviously crap. He'll be away. Um, Josh Windass, I would love for him to go, but he he'll be there sadly. Um, Joe Gardner, I think he's been an absolute flop as I've said n- numerous times, but I think he'll probably probably be there. Um, Lee Wallace, I'm a big fan of Lee Wallace. I do like Lee Wallace. Um, he should be there next season, and the captain's armband that, that's up for debate, but Lee Wallace should be there next season. Fodderman's been terrific. He has. Um, Kenny Miller's been terrific as well Barry McKay that, that's, that Rangers fans are really split on Barry McKay right now Barry McKay I feel as though we should keep him because I, th- I think he can push on and develop into a, a real top player because the guy's got talent the thing that's really hindering him right now is that he's not got a lot of good players around him and he's just been really inconsistent this season um, O'Halloran O'Halloran's not been given a fair chance in my opinion but we were talking about earlier on I think there could be a swap deal um, for and five hundred k for Louis Mo, I'll take that. Um, but it's going to be really interesting to see who we sign in the summer. Ryan Jack obviously is is looking very likely he will come to Rangers, and I'll be over moon with that because he will improve our midfield greatly. Um, Bruno Alves, I would take Bruno Alves because he is a proven player. I think he'll be a great addition to the team. Um, Stephen Naismith, that is a weird one. I'm we're going to, to move on here because I've been going on for ages. But Stephen Naismith, um. I think, would Stephen Naismith improve our squad? Yes. But Stephen Naismith, the way he left in the manner he did, when he called that press conference and said, Rangers are a new club, I have no loyalty to this team. Purely on that aspect and what he done and the way he left, I don't want to see him back at Ibrox. I don't. And I'm the same as many Rangers fans when it comes to Stephen Naismith. I don't want him back because of that. And he left us five years ago when we were at rock bottom. And now he's getting chucked from uh, Norwich City. Norwich don't want him. They're releasing him. So he's going to come crawling back to us five years later in the top league. Uh, we've got European football. He's going to come crawling back to us saying, all right, guys, remember me? Nah, Stephen A. Smith, no, no chance. He can, like Mark McGee, get yourself to... <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see Stephen A. Smith back at Ibrox. But uh, we'll wrap this up here quickly on the Rangers uh, subject. It's going to be interesting to see what we do next season. 
Um, all I'm asking for for Rangers next season is for us to finish second, give Celtic at least a challenge, and a cup would be nice. <laughs> a cup would be nice, yes. So we'll just kind of move on now. I just had to. On to St. Johnson now. Yeah, St. Johnson. Oh, God, we need praise on again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They've been great. St. Johnson, weren't expected to finish fourth. They finished fourth and they've got European football again. Tom Wright's done a brilliant job. They can keep their players. Obviously, they're losing Swanson. So, it depends how they, who they can how they can replace him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they've been great. They've, they've been fantastic. The what a job he's done. And Tommy Wright has, been, has came out and said... This would be his best season at St Johnson. The only thing the fans would probably, or St Johnson fans would have probably liked, was a league cup run. But even at that, they made it to the quarter final of the league cup. Ultimately knocked out by the finalists in Aberdeen. I can't quite remember when they went out of the Scottish Cup, but uh, that's just that uh, St Johnson fans being greedy more than a cup run. Yeah, they've, they've had a good season. Um, they don't play the best football, but who cares? They get results. That's yeah. football is a results-driven business, and they've been outstanding. So they have. Um, so St Johnston they have been terrific and but Tommy Wright I think he will get a, a big job sooner rather than later yep. he deserves it uh, so on to the next team Hearts kept that short oh, Hearts right uh, Hearts where did we start we started off the season terrifically under Robbie Nielsen we were flying we were doing really well and then obviously Robbie Nielsen left to go down to MK Dons mm-hmm. and they were sitting second at that point and they beat us see the night Robbie Nielsen's last game was at Tencastle against us mm-hmm. um, Hearts beat Rangers 2-0 Nielsen left Ian Caffrey came in Ian Caffrey's first game in charge was at Ibrox Rangers beat Hearts 2-0 and Ian Caffrey it's it re- that appointment at Ian Caffrey's really divided Scottish mm-hmm. football hasn't it a lot of people when we come out saying why is Ian Caffrey getting a job he's never played the game that's very disrespectful to say yep. the guy's got coaching credibility he's even Rafa Benitez has came out and said Ian Caffrey will go far in this game he's a good coach um, he's coached in Portugal, he's coached in I think he's coached in Spain, mm-hmm. and he's also co- he's been part of a coaching staff of a Champions League uh, winner. So definitely, Ian Caffrey has been given uh, some unfair criticism uh, for the appointment that is, but all the criticism he's getting right now I think is deserved. But the appointment when he got appointed, I felt was always a lot of jealous guys mm-hmm. within the media, um, i.e. Chris Boyd and Stephen Reagan. <laughs> And like because this guy, they were jealous over the fact that Ian Caffrey's never played the game. Then they're all oh, gonna play the play the game. We've got a pro license. Uh, why we not be given like the heart shop? But Ian Caffrey, um, a few was so. It's it's been it, what do you make it so far? It's been really poor, hasn't it? I mean, in the summers, like you can't really review Ian Caffrey because he's. But had to make a lot of temporary signings. Five games, so only won five games since de- December. That is he's, really poor. He's had to make a lot of temporary signings that aren't. Gonna be at Hearts long term, and the summer will be his. The summer will be, be his. For sure, that's when he his job will start. I've said before. See if he fails to win his first six games next season. If he doesn't get a win out of any his first six games, he'll be gone. Because I don't think Hearts will be willing to take that risk and have that kind of patience mm-hmm. with him. But Ian Caffrey, I think me personally, just give him the summer, see what he can do. And uh, ultimately, that's just yeah. a poor season for Hearts. Yeah, it has. Least, should have at least finished in the top four, but. Uh, Partick Thistle? Thistle have had a, <laughs> a great season, uh, finishing the top six. They were sitting rock bottom back in December. Then a lot of people were saying fire Alan Archibald, and then he stuck to his guns, worked hard, 
now they're finishing the top six. That's the first time in their history. This is the first no, time. No, no, not their history. Not their history. Sorry. The their highest league finished in so many so many years. Yeah, it's been. But a great turnaround uh, from Thistle and Alan Archibald deserves all the plaudits uh, coming his way uh, because as I just said, they were sitting rock bottom in December. Fight, they were fighting relegation, and then come the end of the season. Finishing the they've, top six. They've ultimately fell away towards the end of the season, but that's to be expected when they're playing against the the better sides. But I don't I don't think you can really say anything about that because they've been playing obviously the better sides, so they're obviously going to struggle a lot more than the sides below them. Absolutely. But they've done well to get there. They deserve to be there, and their aim obviously is to keep our players and push on from there. Definitely. And obviously keep Alan Archibald. That's that's a big part of their summer. Right. Right. Ross County. Ross County seventh. Uh, uh, good fin- season. Finish from all points. Finish from all points in Thistle, obviously, but playing lesser sides. I feel as well as a good season, staying in the league. Um, I think I think it's been a good season uh, to a certain extent, and then the other part of the Ross County fans was thinking if we'd have played well for a longer period, we might have been in the top six. Yeah, but they should be happy with that they're staying in the league. They're staying in the league yet again, and Jim McIntyre's got something like a decent wee thing going on there at Ross County. So I think it's been a pretty good season for I think uh, Ross County. If the fact that Ross County have the top goal scorer in their league in their league in their team is it credit to Liam Boyce because the teams above them like Aberdeen Rangers Celtic mm-hmm. they have better players but yet Liam Boyce is still managing to get more goals than all these all these other players and in a, t- a lesser team Absolutely. Obviously, keeping trying to keep their better players is going to determine what they'll do next season. But if they can keep the majority of those players, there's no reason why they couldn't be competing for the top six. Absolutely. And all, even even with Hibs in that league. Mm-hmm. Uh, come on, come on. Better when Lee McCall took over. Definitely. They, um, they, I still felt as though if they kept Lee Clark, they would have stayed up. Personally, if, if they if they'd have kept Lee Clark, I think they'd have been in the similar position to what Hamilton and Mullow and Dundee were in, where uh, I think that County would have been the ones that have been further away and then it would have been they'd have been a lot more drawn in but Lee McCall ultimately changed their season came in changed the club aye and he's got the right mindset and I think we said before I like what he's done with the dressing room where he's added like Mm -hmm. a pitch he's got his own ideas yeah I like that very different very unique and like even if that was done done down in England just say Conte done that or Mourinho they were saying what a genius that is but see because it's in Scottish football Mm -hmm. they're just like who cares not getting a lot of coverage over that, but Lee McCulloch's got the right ideas, and he surprised me. He'll because I thought Lee McCulloch was one of Coisty's boys, one <laughs> of Alan McCoy's boys, one of them. But no, he's got the right ideas, the right mindset, and I think Kamara will stay up next season. I think that's safe if, to say. If I'd be, in, I'll be interested to see what he does in the summer because he'll be, he'll get the job. He'll get the job, and he's got contacts from down south, mm. obviously, um, even Rangers or whatever. Like the guy's got contacts. And knows the Scottish game as well, so I think Kilmarnock will be fine next season. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, they've done what they decided to do this season: stay up. Yep. Uh, Mo. Well, well, it's been a horrible campaign. Let's be honest. It's not been entertaining. No, well, for, see for us, it's been a bit. Well, he's been entertaining. I think their only highlight, well, well, not not well, not Motherwell's highlight, but the thing that everyone remember uh, about Motherwell this season is Mark McGee. Mm. Mark McGee's been. Just an absolute comedy figure. He's just been uh, a walking meme. Like, the guy has just been something else. Um, Mullerbell has been a horrible campaign. I don't know why they appointed Mark McGee. Uh, in the, what was that? 
Is uh, about Mother was tweet to Alex Bruce. Uh, right, so, oh, sorry, we just kind of got distracted there. Yeah, so yeah, but Mark McGee, I don't mind appointing Mark McGee. Um, I was surprised that he lasted that long. And I think Mark McGee's whole standout yeah. highlight was at Pataudry. And I think we all know what we're talking about there. Um, and even when Rangers beat Motherwell 2 1. In the Scottish Company's post-match interview, saying that was the second most staying football. This the man, guy literally looked like he's about this, to burst into tears. This man has been beaten nine 0 by Celtic, seven two by Aberdeen, but this is the second worst he's ever felt after a game, and after that one is an English game. <laughs> oh, smarty! I got see me personally. I'd be surprised if he gets a decent job in Scotland. I think he, I think he's done. I think he's done. Me personally. As a Rangers fan, when we beat Motherwell 2-1 in the Scottish Cup that day, just Mark McGee's reaction and just watching that interview over and over, it gave me such pleasure. Because Mark McGee, is, he doesn't come across as a very nice man, does he? No. No, but yeah, it's, it's, I'm surprised he's even the Scotland assistant manager, which I don't think will be lasting very much longer. And so it's been a horrible campaign for Motherwell, and next season I don't see them improving much. And moving on to Dundee. 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 Then on the other side, the same as Kelly. Better when Neil McCann came in. I still think Hartley would have kept them up. I don't think they would have been in any sort of danger. But obviously the results weren't, weren't for them. But and see, the Dundee fans already turned on Hartley. Mm. In Hartley's last game, they were chatting Hartley mm. GTF <laughs> and such. But yeah, I can understand why Dundee fans were unhappy. I still think it's interesting where Dundee go if Neil McCann doesn't want the job though. Like Neil McCann, job done. Does he go back to his recusal job in Sky, obviously? Who did Dundee get in from there? Duffy. Who, who can t- progress them? Uh, Duffy's, Duffy's been, been there Duffy's once. Been how many times has he been there? Twice? I'm sure yeah, it's twice. I think it might be. But Berford's standing at Dundee. They need to. They obviously need to progress. And because they cannot. Dundee. The club size of Dundee should not be 10th in the league. Especially with the clubs around them, like Aki's, Mullow, smaller clubs. Dundee shouldn't be there. Dundee should be looking. For, I've said it about numerous teams, but Dundee always should be looking to at least try and get into the top six, and they haven't done it this season. So it's obviously disappointing. But if Neil McKenna keeps stays there, I'd be interested to see who he brings in as well. Yeah, and moving on to Aki's. Aki's. It's survived. That's survived. Well, well survived. not yet. So far, they've survived. Obviously, going at Dundee. So I don't know. It's interesting. Like, see if they manage to survive the playoffs. Cannon will probably keep the job. It's and job done. Keep Aki's in the league, that's all. That's but it's been in that how you, So, what's your score prediction for the first league? Uh, first league's at Tannis, isn't it? Yeah. I think Dundee might. I'm saying. Dundee United probably win that. I'm going to go with. 2 0. 2 0 Dundee United. I'm going to go with a uh, 1 each. Uh, yeah, but overall, it's been a. It'll, it'll be job done if they manage to. Ultimately, I don't think they will stay up, but. I if think, they do, I think if they do, then Canning's going to keep the job because yeah. the ultimate goal for Hamilton is to stay in the league. Um, Inverness, I think we covered this earlier on. <laughs> Inverness shouldn't be where they are. Going down, horrible campaign. Realistically, have the squad that they, if they can keep it should come straight back up. The squad shouldn't have even been in this position. It's in been the first a disastrous place. season. As a, you know how critical I am at Richie Foran. Richie Foran shouldn't have been in charge. It's been a horrible campaign. That team should not have been relegated. And it's just been an absolute miserable season for Inverness fans. I mean, I've, you became used to seeing Inverness in the Premier League because it's you got the Highland. So you became accustomed to it, haven't you? You've got the Highland, uh, the Highland teams. It's the same as like when Hearts and Rangers and uh, Hibs went down. It's like 
the last few years in Scottish football, you've just seen all these recognised teams in Dundee United just go down as well. And then obviously they're slowly starting to come back. Now we've just we might get Dundee United back, but we've just lost Inverness as well. So right. and Saint Mirren, we lost in, uh, Saint Mirren as well. So I think the summer's going to be a big job for them. Who they can keep, who they can bring in. So yeah, season, very yeah definitely. It's been really poor. So moving on to our team of the year, um, I'll go first. Go first. Uh, so I went with a four-two-three-one formation. In goals, I've got West Fodenham. Right back, I've got Lustig. Mm-hmm. Uh, two centre-halves, Liam Lindsay and Simunovic. Left back, Kieran Tierney. Midfield, I've got Scott Brown and Kenny McLean. Stuart Armstrong, attacking mid. Scott Sinclair, out right. Mm-hmm. Out left, Johnny Hayes. And up front, Liam Boyce. And that is based Purely on form. Yeah. So, John James, your team of the year? Well, my, my team of the year is largely the same, apart from, I think it's only like, maybe maybe even more than one, um, one or two. But I went for Joe Lewis in goals, uh, uh, Shea Logan at right back, Liam Lindsay and Suminovic centre backs, Tierney left back, Stuart Armstrong centre mid with Scott Brown. The reason for that is obviously I put Kenny McLean centre attacking mid and I think Kenny McLean can operate in a centre attacking mid role better than a centre mid role. Johnny Hayes on the right, Scott Sinclair on the left and Liam Boyce up front. I think we'll both large, Liam large, largely similar teams. I thought you were going to go with Dembele. See, I, the, the problem I have with Dembele is that he's expected to, to score goals. He's in, he's in the better side. He should have more opportunities. Liam Boyce... Shouldn't has he has no right to score as many goals as what he did this season, and he's finished top of the goal scoring charts. I don't think you can deny it. And yeah, it's it's based purely on form, and I feel as though Liam Boyce is he scored the most amount of goals, right? And look at the kind of players Liam Boyce has around him, right? Mm-hmm. And I've said previously before, Scott Sinclair, no sorry, Mister Dembele has a fantastic group of players yeah. around him, right? He's getting unbelievable service. Liam Boyce hasn't got that, and he's scored his top goal scorer scored a number of goals. And he's been the most prolific goal scorer this season. So I feel as though Liam Boyce deserves to be in the team of the year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And can I just say, me and John James did not speak about our team of the year <laughs> before this podcast. We're saving it for this. I think we'll be, we'll be, the brief part we did speak about, we agreed on who the player of the year should be. The player of the year. Um, Scott Sinclair, yeah. I'll agree on that. I, I don't understand. I, well, I, a certain part of me understands how Scott Brown's got it. Because he's had a, he's had a better season than what he's had in any of the previous years. But he's not been better than Scott Sinclair. I think Scott Sinclair's his input for Celtic has won. Scott Sinclair has been unbelievable. Yeah, he's been exactly. He's been terrific. And after like when Scott Sinclair doesn't really play well, just a a small example in that old firm game back at Parkhead, the one each game, Mm -hmm. Scott Sinclair didn't play well that day, and you notice his Celtic team were not playing all that great. So Scott Sinclair is a vital part of that team and he's Celtic's best player. Yeah. I understand Scott Brown's captain and he's had one of the seasons. He's had a good season, but player of the year, come on. Uh, he's he's not, I don't think he was player of the year. <laughs> no, not a chance. When I first seen it, I was like, it's a wind-up, surely. It's got to be Scott Sinclair. And obviously it wasn't. I think Scott, did Scott Sinclair not get writer's player of the year? But, I think he did. Yeah, Celtic players just dominated the player of the year. Ultimately, he should have got the main award, I think. I think his input, especially from the wing, how many goals he scored, is... Ridiculous, and I think that he should have easily won it, and I don't see how he hasn't. Yeah, I, I don't understand that, if I'm being honest. But yeah, so that's it, guys. That's, that's it. That's, our, that's another season. That's our end of season review. So, John James, it's been a pleasure. 
and we will be back for a Scottish Cup preview. Yep. So until then, guys, take care, and we will see you soon.